All right, all right, all right. How's everybody doing? Look at your neighbor and say it's going to be a good night. I got an email. Go ahead, man. I'm ready to go ahead and push play. I got an email asking me to do a certain song, and I said, okay, so I'm going to do this song. So hopefully whoever emailed me is here. Y'all got to help me, though, all right? Clap your hands like this. I play the verse, you sing the chorus. Y'all sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. 
Come on, somebody say, all right, all right, all right. If you got a Bible, go to Luke chapter 15. We've been in Luke all day. We might as well stay in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 15. Y'all good? Y'all happy? Ooh, I'm tired. That's a lot of wind right there, I'm just saying. Hey, don't forget next Saturday afternoon, it's Reggie and the ladies. <laughs> I thought I'd never be able to say that in my entire life. But remember the heart, the mother's heart. Make sure you do. There's a flyer in the back for you. You can register tonight. Make sure you're there, sir. If she's your wife or your girlfriend or your fiance, you need to make sure they're there. Moms, if you got a daughter, bring your daughter. It's a good mother-daughter day. Bring her, bring her. It'll be good for everybody. Everybody look at a woman in the room right now. Point at a woman in the room and say, you got to go. And I, there's food. That's why I'm going. I'm just joking. It's going to be a good Saturday, good Saturday. That's next Saturday. You can go outside and register for that tonight. Everybody say, all right, all right, all right. I got a problem. I got a problem. Now, every now and then, you got to preach something that you really don't believe. And I got to preach something tonight I really don't believe. That's what a way to start, right? Some of you are looking at it because it's in the Bible and God's making me preach it. Now, you're going to understand and maybe you can help me out with this, but it might be a culture thing. I'm not from New Zealand. I wish I was. I went to the kingdom of Tonga one time and realized I, where all my relatives are from because I look like I'm Tongan or Tonganese or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I love pigs. So, so I got to go back to Tonga. It's time for us to go back. It's been four years. I got to go back to the motherland. I'm just saying. So watch this. Luke chapter 15 verse 11. You'll understand what I'm talking about. So do me a favor. Touch your neighbor and say, this is for you tonight. Now look, how many of you would be honest and say, Reggie, I have never seen you live until right now. If tonight's the first time you've ever seen me, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Oh, my goodness. Look at all the new people. Hey. What's up, bro? You good? You doing all right? My name's Reggie. I'm from Miami, Florida. I'm from the South. I'm black. <laughs> I'm pretty much ghetto. I just try to act white every now and then just to keep everybody happy. But they took my gun at the airport, so there we go. All right, so here we go. Luke chapter 15, verse 11. Here's what it says. Jesus continues. There was a man who had two sons. The younger, everybody say younger. Oh, by the way, you're talking to me because I'm black and from the south and an American preacher. And when black preachers come, you talk to the preacher. You talk to your neighbor. That's the way we roll, all right? So everybody say younger son. And the reason I'm having you repeat this is not just to repeat it because it's really important. So he said, the younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So the dad divided his property between them. Stop right there. That's what I don't understand. The younger son says, Dad, I want what's mine. And the dad gave it to him. No. No, 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 not happening. I'd have stopped Jesus right there and said, oh, whoa, Jesus, whoa. You telling me that little brother told his daddy he wanted and the daddy gave it to him. What kind of parenting skills is that? Can I wait? Everybody look at Reggie. I got to do this just to make sure you understand why I don't understand this. I grew up different. I grew up in the South in America. In America, there's two ways you raise your children. I don't know about New Zealand, so maybe tonight you can help me, okay? In America, one way is not better than the other. They're just different, okay? So one, 
you either raise your kid old school or two, you raise your kid new school. Now, to help you understand from New Zealand where I'm coming from, let me give you a scenario. <laughs> Let's just walk down this road for a second. Let's say you back in school and are you in school, all right? And you get in trouble at school. And before you can get home from school, the school called your mama. And when you walk in, your mama says, the school called me. New school is this. One's not better than the other. Both are highly effective. But if you new school, mama says, I'm taking away your Xbox for two weeks. Look at that. I got one kid like, oh, no. <laughs> Obviously, that's highly effective in some children's life. But old school, tomorrow, you go to school with a limp. <laughs> now, if you don't understand that, let's just take it down the road. Let's keep on with the scenario. Let's say you and your mama get in a little argument. You get a little heated. Y'all get a little heated. You get a little heated. And you like go, I hate you. I hate everybody. I wish I was never born. Go to your room and slam the door. New school, your mama comes, knocks on the door, and she's like, Dr. Phil, baby, open the door. We can't go to sleep angry. We got to talk this out, okay? Old school, mama pulls a Bruce Lee on the door. And tomorrow you go to school with a limp. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? I'm just saying. Oh, I'm starting to think that some New Zealand people know what old school's all about. But let's just go on down the road. Can we just go down the road? Are we okay? Are y'all okay? Just walk with me for a little bit. Let's say, look, this even not, it's just not like your children. It's a husband thing too. Husbands, do me a favor. Don't look left. Don't look right. Just look straight ahead. In your heart, you can scream, laugh, whatever you want to do. But outside... Show no emotion. Why? Because the life that is in jeopardy might be your own. <laughs> if you're a husband, you come home from work. You're driving down your street and you see your wife outside. If you're new school, that happens every now and then. She's just outside greeting you home, welcoming you home. <laughs> but if you're old school, you see your wife outside, you keep driving, bro. I'm just saying, don't know. Look straight ahead, man. Look straight ahead. You left something at the office. You do something. You got an appointment. You forgot a meeting. You got to, I know, you're going to get your, you got to get the colon cancer search. I don't know. <laughs> some of y'all letting this out. I'm just saying right now. I don't get this. Obviously, this dad is new school. Obviously, he's like, well, give him what he wants. He'll eventually realize it. Oh, no. No. This dad gave his son everything, split it in half, and gave it to him. Now, let's keep going. Everybody touch your neighbor and say, this is getting good. You know what's really funny? Some of you know this story, but you're like acting like you ain't never heard it. Because I'm sure you never heard it like this before, because this is like over the top. All right. Here we go. Verse 13. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off to a distant country. And he squandered his wealth on wild living. I love that. Look at those last two words. Wild living. <laughs> Isn't that great the way the Bible makes it sound good? Wild living. Uh, can I just put it into 2018 for everybody? Look at me. See those two words, wild living? That brother went nasty. That's what he did. He went out of his mind. I'm just saying. That brother was crazy. 
He spent it all. And watch this, verse 14. After he had spent everything he had, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. Oh, poor baby. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country. He sold himself. I'm just going to keep reading. Who sent him into the field to feed pigs. Who does that? Pigs are nasty. I love bacon. Don't get me wrong. I went to a pig farm once, though. It smelled so bad, I didn't eat bacon for eight days. <laughs> but by the ninth day, the smell was gone. I had me four pieces. All right, I'm just saying, oh, you got to have some bacon. Who loves bacon? Just say amen if you love bacon. Yeah, you do, you do. <laughs> Y'all got a couple of vegan people like, I miss it. <laughs> but they won't say it out loud. I'm just saying, all right. <laughs> Somebody say, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch this. <laughs> Verse 16. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods the pigs were eating, but no one would give him anything. This dude almost ate pig slop. You know you messed up if you almost eat pig slop. Verse 17, when he came to his senses, let me put that in 2018 terms, that little brother woke up. Every now and then, you got to wake up. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, you got to wake up. When he woke up, I'm just going to put it that way. When he woke up, he said to himself, how many of my, 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 my dads, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out, go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and he went to his father. Watch this. But while he was still a long way off, did y'all get that? While he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Verse 21, the son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, he said, quick. Everybody say quick. Come on, say quick. Bring me the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast, a celebration. I love verse 24. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost, but now he's found. Somebody say amen. amen. Tonight I have a few moments to speak to you. And my topic is simply this. I got two titles for this one sermon. I couldn't figure out which one, so I'll give you both of them. The title is... The path to the pig pen. The path to the pig pen. Jesus, help us realize that it's never too late. Everybody say amen. Number one, the first thing that helped you realize that you're on the path to doing wrong or the path to the pig pen is when you take your life and put it in your own hands, you're heading down the wrong road. The first thing this boy did was say to his dad, I want what's mine. Mm -hmm. When you start talking me in this whole church scenario, you're on the wrong path. Because it ain't about you, it's about Jesus. And once you fall in love with Jesus, it's about the world. It never ends up about you. Because he said that he would take care of you if you love him. He would cast all everything, everything will go away that's against you if you trust in him. That he will take care of you. Amen? So number one, if you catch yourself thinking, I want this, I want I, if I starts in the vocabulary, you in trouble. 
and somebody in this room is in trouble. Otherwise, I wouldn't be preaching a sermon. It's a day of salvation at Equippers Church. My sermon this morning, straight salvation. The one tonight, straight salvation. And both sermons are full of redemption. It's full of grace. It's full of mercy. No matter how far down the path to the pig pen you may be, you can turn around. Somebody say, turn yourself around. But some of you can't do that. You need help. That's why you came to church tonight. You just didn't know it. Now, when you decide to take your life in your own hands, hmm, someone will be there to lead you down the path to the pig pen. You will always find company when you got stuff. Y'all don't get it. Watch this. This boy, number two, began to live with a crowd that he didn't belong with. He began to do things he should have never done. He began to act like he should have never acted. He knows he wasn't brought up that way. He knows he has a father who loves him. He knows he has a brother who cares. But he's pretending like he's something that he ain't. Some of you, by tomorrow morning, you'll put on your little school uniform and start pretending like you're somebody you ain't. You're not supposed to be that person. You're not supposed to be cutting other kids down. You're the God that put in that school. Some of you... Before this night will end, we'll sin one more time. You'll go back to pornography one more time. You'll go back to the club one more time. You'll go back to him or her one more time. You got to stop because this is the path to destruction. It's the path to the pig pen because I'm going to tell you right now, you know you wasn't brought up this way. And you can argue all day long. You can look at me and go, I don't care no more. I don't care. You know how many times I heard that? I don't care no more. I just don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm happy right here. I'm happy this way. <laughs> Why do you keep saying so? I ain't even answering. You keep saying that. Because you're trying to talk yourself into something. Hmm. The crowd is not there for you. Because he's somebody like, these are my peoples. <laughs> these are my peoples, man. They love me. Church people don't love me. These are my people. They love me. You know why they love you? Because you bought the dope. You know why he love you? Because you, okay, let me go on. <laughs> yeah. If I was in America, there would have been an organ right there. <clears throat> I would have stopped. In the head, there's an organ. I'm just stopping right there. The crowd don't want you. They just want what you got. And once the crowd gets what you got, they're going to take you to the pig pen and leave you there. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, this is good stuff right here. Okay, number one. Number one, he, 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 he should have never done. Number one. Number two, pff, wrong crowd, y'all. Wrong crowd. Watch this. But in the midst of this, okay, he takes what his leaves, spins it all. With the wrong crowd. Now the crowd's gone. He's by himself. And this happens. Did you see it? There was a famine in the land. Who did that? Who can make a famine? Who can make water dry up and crops not grow and the rain leave for months and months? Only one person can do that. G to the O to the D. So no matter where you are, no matter what you've done wrong, God has a way of sending something your way to get you to turn around. 
Do you know what I am tonight? I'm the biggest, blackest Hallmark greeting card you ever seen from heaven in your life. And I'm here to tell you, you better turn your little nappy head around because you're on the path to the pig pen. Hey, look, you don't have to go all the way to the pig pen to get saved. You could turn around in any given moment. You know why? Let me put it to you this way. From the path to the pig pen, you can see your daddy's house from the path. You can see your daddy's house from the pig pen. All you got to do is turn around. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, you got to turn around. This is a good day for me preaching. I'm going to tell y'all, I might be preaching to myself because I'm feeling good about this sermon. <laughs> I, I, and I never have notes. I usually memorize. I haven't had a chance. It's just that new. I wrote all the way over from America. So I figured if I wrote them, then somebody needs to hear them, which makes me angry because I love sleeping on airplanes. Some of y'all, you so nasty up in your pig pen. God wouldn't let me sleep, made me write this so that you can get saved. So you better get your little nasty self saved tonight. <laughs> nasty. Oh, that's good. See, the devil wants you to think you have to go all the way. It's too late for you. You've gone too far. God can't love you. It's not for you. It's for everybody but you. You're the worst person on the planet Earth. God saved for the world, but he, he died for the world, but not for you. Are you kidding me? Because if you've done something that Jesus could not die for, then the devil would have used it when he had him dead. But there's nothing that kept Jesus in that grave. Which means there's nothing that can keep you from his presence. He causes famines to happen to get to you. He loves you so much, he makes you know that no matter where you go. Some of you used to get high on certain things, and you know what's really crazy? Now, you come immune to it. You got to go to some other kind of drug, because the drug you used to get high with don't work no more. You think it's you. It ain't you. It's God not letting you enjoy that anymore, because he's calling you home. Got to go home. Oh, by the way, <laughs> title number two, go home. Everybody say go home. Come on, say go home. Come on, say go home. You got to turn around, y'all. You got to turn around. You got to turn around. So here's the famine. Everything's gone. He's spent all his money. He's got nothing left. All of a sudden, what does he do? Instead of going home, he sells himself to somebody from that country. Are you kidding me? How can you think? You got to think sometimes. Think! You wasn't born to be owned by another human. So he joined himself to a citizen. It's like the blind leading the blind. It's like a broke person giving somebody else a penny. You ain't going to get nothing with that. Y'all don't even have pennies down here. That's so much nothing. It's just a penny. Hey, listen to me. Here's the deal. You got to go home. You just got to go home. I love the part when he came to his senses. When he woke up. I love what it says. It says, hey. In my father's house. You notice what he started thinking about? Home. Hey, anybody ever think about home? You ever be in the middle of doing something wrong and think to yourself, why did I do this again? Hello? Hey, can I hear, let me tell you what I'm going to do in school. I do this in schools a lot. I say this, I go, hey, I got to ask you two questions. Number one, anybody ever do something you wish you never done? <laughs> anybody ever have something happen in your past that you wish it never happened but you can't forget it? 
Anybody ever wake up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, you're wide awake, and every time you close your eyes and go back to sleep, it's like a movie from something in your past that you wish had never happened? For us as Christians, it's sin. The Bible says we have a sin that so easily messes us up, so easily besets us, so easily takes us the wrong way. Everybody has that. But I'm here to tell you, everybody has a pig pen. And that's where the devil wants you. He wants you to stay there. But you got to understand, I love this part. I love it, I love it, I love it. Because God, he's not going to sit around and wait for you to come home. The Bible says that while the boy was still far off, after he came to his senses and said, I got to go home, he was still far off, that the dad saw him coming. They didn't. Okay, look, for you young people, y'all have no idea. You don't even know what a phone book is. You ain't never used a, a, a pay phone. You ain't putting no coin in no machine and dialed the numbers. You don't even know what a dial tone is. I ain't got nothing. Some of you like, oh, the dad knew he was coming because his neighbors texted him. We have text. You had to like, you know what you had to do? You had to get a pen and a piece of paper. And you had to write with your hand letters that made words with no spell check. And then you got a stamp. And you put an address, and in three to four days, they'll get it. And then they'll respond, and in another week, you'll get the response. Some of you kids are like, that's horrible. How could you live back then? It's 25 years ago. <laughs> and some of you are like, yeah, I know. You rode a horse and buggy, too. See, so many times we don't get the real picture. The real picture, the real picture is great. The real picture is this. The real picture is that every day that that boy was gone, his dad was out looking for him from sun up to sundown, wondering, hey, where's he at? Have you seen my son? Has you seen my son? Have y'all seen him? I know I gave him his stuff, but I know he's going to come back. I know he will. I know he will. And guess what? That's who God is to you. He's looking for you, searching for you, trying to find you. And maybe tonight is the night that you come to your senses and you decide I'm going to go home. You know what I really like? That when the dad saw him, he was far, far away. And you know the whole time the boy was like, he was practicing what he's going to do. Dad, I spent the money. Dad, I sold my clothes. Dad, I don't have my Jordans no more. Dad, I'm sorry. He came up with all these things. And you hear, you even said it. Dad, I have sinned against heaven and you. I don't deserve to be your son no more. Make me one of your servants and I'll be okay. He had his old thing planned out. The one thing he didn't plan on was dad. Because dad ran to him and fell on him and hugged him. And the dad didn't even listen to a word that little brother was saying. He's like, I'm saying again, have you, have you ever tried to talk to your kid when they're crying? Look, if you're a kid and you're upset, don't go to your dad. Because we useless when a kid crying. Because moms can, they like, they, they can translate. 
I mean, moms are like, you come here. Well, that boy ain't good for you anyway. Well, baby, you come on in here. I'll take care of it. Dads are like, what the heck's wrong with you, boy? Talk English. I'm just saying, dude, don't go to dads because we're horrible. Quit you crying. Come back when you ain't crying. That's God. God is so cool. Instead of listening to his son, the dad goes to the servant, bring a robe. You know why he had to bring a robe? Because this boy was nasty, y'all. I mean, he was absolutely filthy. And the dad knew he was nasty. But the world don't have to see it. Are y'all listening? He loves you so much, he knows you're wrong, but he'll cover you to protect you from the world. Oh, somebody just said, oh, this is getting good now, okay? So that's what he did. Then he said, bring a ring. <laughs> so the robe covered him up from the world. The ring gave him access to everything the dad had. He had a ring before he left. But obviously he sold it. He gave it away. Some of you used to be saved. But you gave it away. But you know what dad did? He found a ring and he bought it and he kept it. You see, the father didn't give the boy a new ring. He had already bought his old ring. Because everywhere the boy had gone, the dad followed. Because he was looking for him. He was looking for him. He goes, son, where'd you get that ring? I found it. I'll give you $500 for it. Really? Okay. Because it's his son's ring. Y'all don't think y'all get this. See, God is willing to follow you through all the nasty you'll ever do in your life. Because he never knows the moment that you're going to stop and say, I need help. But in order for you to be, for him to be there for you, he has to be there with you. Come on, this is getting really good. So look, I don't know, the shame that you have is only because you put it on yourself. God don't have no thing against you. He loves you so much. He's willing to follow you down the path to the pig pen. He's willing to get in the slop with you because he knows the day is going to come when he gets to clean you up and put the robe on you and put the ring on your finger and put sandals on your feet. Do you know why sandals? Do you, can I, can, this is it. Do you know why sandals? Because, see, when you walk with no shoes for a while, it hurts. I don't know if you've ever cut your foot on the bottom. If you've ever had a cut, I stepped on a nail one time. That was not good. Because once you step down, you got to lift back up. But sometimes when you step down, you don't want to lift up because it hurts stepping down. But the longer you don't lift up, it's going to go. So I, lift, I stepped down and lifted up. It hurt so bad. But when I put a sock on and put a shoe on, even though I was still cut, it just felt better. I could still walk a little better. I didn't have as much of a lip anymore because I had something covering it. Jesus covers my sin. He covers my shame. He covers the pig pen. He covers the path to the pig pen. All I got to do is let him love me again. Let him love you again. Let him put the robe back on, the ring back on, the sandals on your feet. In other words, all I'm saying tonight is, 
Go home. Go home. 